0: Now, it's been just over a year since Cloverdale hockey dad Paul Bennett was gunned down in broad daylight in his driveway. just shocking the local community there and obviously driving them to want to know how this could happen in their neighborhood. Now, the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team said early on that they believed that this was a case of mistaken identity. Okay, fine, but that's really about it. That's all we know at this point. No arrests have actually been made. Shortly after his tragic death, paul Bennett's widow Darlene spoke to Global News about this devastating impact of losing her husband and how she hopes against all hopes that the person responsible is going to be brought to justice.
1: No one should have to see their husband sitting in a truck
0: with bullet wounds and half Yeah, it, it just you know my kids shouldn't have seen that. I want justice for Paul, so I want them to have a strong case. I want them to be able to take this to court. And um, I want someone to be held responsible. So it's just going to take time. And although that's extremely difficult to wait, I have faith and I have hope. Well, still waiting and still hoping for that. Now in an exclusive interview, CKNW reporter Janet Brown had a chance to speak with the new hit ahead of IHIT, that is the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team. His superintendent, Dave Chauhan, talked about the case and whether or not police are closer to finding out who is responsible.
1: Dave, something I really want to ask you about, and I know the public is still talking about it a year past the date of when it happened, Uh, the tragic, shocking murder of hockey dad, father, Paul Bennett, in his driveway in Cloverdale on a sunny Saturday afternoon. It's still unsolved. Uh, What do you you have to say to the public out there? Is it still frustrating for you personally not to have this murder solved?
2: Well, Janet, I would say that, uh, you know, we are eager and we are quite motivated to solve uh, Paul's murder. We have uh, a dedicated team of investigators uh, who are assigned to this case, and this is a priority case for us. So, so this team is uh, committed to solving this case. Uh, now, you know, at I hit uh, with the level of uh, experience and with the level of expertise that we have. Um, we don't let these type of uh, incidents uh, l- let us get down or get frustrated. Uh, because we trust in ourselves we trust in the methods that we employ in solving these homicide cases and we know that by continuing to uh, follow the evidence trail you know, we will eventually uh, you know reap the benefits of our, our labor or sooner or later
1: so you're confident we will see an, an arrest at some point in time uh,
2: like i said you know we are diligently working towards this investigation and uh, again, uh, you know, it's uh, the accumulation of all the evidence and then presentation to the Crown Council at the end of the day. Uh, but all I can say is that our teams are working uh, on this investigation on a daily basis. I am part of uh, weekly meetings with the teams, so I have a full awareness of exactly what files we are working on. And I can assure you uh, that this is one of the files that I hear about uh, on a weekly basis.
1: Is it personally frustrating for you not to have this murder solved by now?
2: You know, it, homicides are very complex investigations. Um, there are certain cases that can be solved within 24-hour period, and some can take uh, years. And, you know, a couple of the examples I'll give you is uh, the Desi file just recently. I mean, it's a young innocent girl who was killed in August of 2017. took us a couple of years. Uh, Josh Borden case with the homicide of Kim- Kimberly Holgarth from Burnaby, which happened in 2009. It took us about eight, nine years to solve it. So sometimes... Uh, you know, we do our best to follow all the leads, to follow all the evidence trail. And uh, sometimes it may be, uh, you know, some member of the community who would hold some information and they have some reluctance to come forward. Uh, so that's why we always encourage the public to participate and, and assist uh, their police forces in solving this these cr- these type of crimes.
1: Do you think that's, can you speak to that when you say some members of the public often withhold information for whatever reason? Do you think that could be the case in the Paul Bennett murder because it was, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, people? Shipping can make
0: or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.
1: We're outside in their yards. People saw a lot. And there was also that video of that silver Honda on the street as well. Do you think this could be a case of maybe people not providing information that they have?
2: I can say that in most of the cases that we have worked, and that's uh, something quite common that we experience because there is someone somewhere they know something uh, you know I mean when it comes to members of the public uh, sometimes there's, the awareness is not there so that's why I make sure that I communicate that message to the communities and some people are reluctant to just come forward um for the fear that uh, they may get uh, identified in the public. So that's why we have different programs. Crime Stopper programs is, you know, a wonderful program where people can contact us and at the same time remain anonymous. But sometimes it's also the criminal element too. Um, They know what's happened and there's a reluctance on their part. But then with time and distance, things change as well. Uh, So that's why it's, it's important for us as police to make sure that continuous appeal goes out to the public and it reaches those ears and uh, and that in turn they know that they have to do the right thing to do their civic duty and assist the police because by assisting us we end up getting that uh, justice to the families that they so rightly deserve.
1: How many investigators do you have on this file?
2: We have one full team working on it but when it comes to having additional resources, we never have any shortage of uh, resources. And I'll just give you an example of the Shen investigation, the young girl from Burnaby who was killed. Um, at the height of that investigation, we had 300 resources working on that, on that investigation. So that's the beauty of the integrated fashion we have. The integrated model we have with 28 RCMP detachments and four municipal police forces who are part of the IHEC model. So when we are working on an investigation and we require additional resources, and those number of resources can double, quadruple, whatever we need. So all that resource is there, but it's all dependent on what's happening on the investigation.
1: When you talk about the integrated model, Mm -hmm. will things change perhaps if the City of Surrey moves to a municipal police force versus the RCMP?
2: Well, I can tell you that nothing is going to change for IHIT, the way we conduct our business. Um, regardless of uh, you know what happens uh, in, in the political arena, as far as Surrey Police Force is concerned, IHIT's mandate is to uh, solve murders, and we'll continue to do that. Um, I have read in the Surrey Policing Transition Plan report, which was released to the public on June 3rd of this year, uh, there are three different options uh, are mentioned in that report. And the first option uh, is to remain part of the IHIT team. So, if you know the plan goes through the government, uh, so that's what Surrey is proposing to remain part of the IHIT. So, it will not change anything for us. But should they decide to leave, uh, we will just there'll be one less municipality that will be part of uh, IHIT. But like I said, we will continue to uh, to do our job, which is to uh, solve homicide cases.
1: Something else I want to discuss with you, CCTV cameras. Uh, A number of city councillors have brought it up in the past that they would like to see those on our streets, that perhaps it could help the police solve murders a little more quickly with that video that's available. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that would be a good way to go?
2: Well, in my opinion, I think the CCTV evidence is the best digital eyewitness evidence we have out there. And uh, I'm always supportive of new and innovative ways of uh, collecting best evidence. Um, as we know uh, from our experience that uh, the video surveillance, CCT evidence is becoming more and more prominent, uh, becoming a very crucial component of uh, homicide investigations every day, not just homicide investigations, but all sorts of investigations. I'll just, just give you two quick examples. The Maple Battaglia incident that happened on September 28th of 2011, a young girl who was killed in Surrey um, If we did not have uh, the accumulation of CCT evidence that we collected from the scene and and many other places, that would have been a very difficult investigation for us to solve. And a second example I'll give you is uh, an incident from August 12, 2015, when I was at Surrey Detachment. Uh, An elderly, uh, vulnerable citizen of our community in South Surrey was violently attacked by, by an individual and it was the CCT cameras uh, which, uh, you know, showed us the suspect vehicle, which eventually eventually led to uh, the identification, arrest, charges, and subsequent conviction of, of this individual. So, um, now, uh, but... The decisions to install CCT cameras in public places, I mean, that decision rests with our elected officials and and civic leaders, but uh, it is something that uh, I definitely support, uh, given the the reasons I have just stated.
1: Would you like to see more, then, obviously, at major intersections, more than we have uh, around the community, then, on on roadways, et cetera?
2: I think, um, uh, like I said, we investigate very complex Investigations, and if there's any um, things we have, any techniques, um, uh, any type of assistance that we can get, and you know, if it's through CCTV, and if it assists us in solving those cases, and you know, I I think of it as as a twofold thing. If it, those things assist us. We identify the perpetrators who have committed violent crimes against others and hold them accountable for their actions. And secondly, and and equally importantly, is to provide that justice and to bring some closure to those families. So I welcome uh, the more assistance that we can get, and if we can speed up the processes in identifying the violent individuals, and as a result, Preventing arresting them in a timely fashion and preventing them from committing further crimes, I think that's uh, it's a welcome opportunity for me.
0: That is our senior reporter Janet Brown speaking with Dave Chauhan, who is the new uh, the superintendent head of the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team about his priorities in taking over that job.